everyone. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of the Blockchain Expert Insights podcast. Today, I'm delighted to have Amna here. Hello, Amna. How are you keeping? Hello, everyone. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me, Trevor. No problem at all. So as everybody knows and everyone listens to this podcast, it's a quick you know, overview synopsis of a particular field of the blockchain world. And to get it up and running, I'd like to ask you this question. So if you could provide a bit of background on yourself, Amna, and your experience with blockchain, because I, I know from your LinkedIn profile, you, you know, you're an economist and a strategist for blockchain, Web 3.0 and you know, the metaverse. But could you, in your own words, could you explain a bit more about your background, please? Yes, uh, so uh, for those who don't know me, my name is Amna Osman Chaudhary. And yes, I am very um, active on LinkedIn. I like sharing my passion for blockchain, metaverse and Web3. I'm the founding member of the Oxford Blockchain Foundation and also the founding member of uh, BlockClean. And uh, I am heading research and innovation with the All Stars Women uh, NFT Club and DAO. Uh, I am a graduate level lecturer with teaching experience in uh, London and uh, Dubai, where I'm currently based. And uh, traditionally, I'm a financial economist. I have some economic research experience with the World Bank. And now I am, as Trevor mentioned, a strategist for blockchain, uh, metaverse and Web3, which are basically kind of an extension, I feel, of the whole uh, blockchain premise as well. Fantastic. And my second question is, what does blockchain mean to you, Amna? Right. Um, so I think in order to understand what blockchain means to me, it's good to introduce what blockchain particularly is. Uh, I have this very simplified explanation of blockchain, which I use, which I, which I feel is received well by people. So basically, suppose I and Trevor, you and all the listeners, wherever they are in the world, have a ledger. And a ledger is basically a database, right? And everyone around the world, China, um, you know, Egypt, USA, UK, they all have the same ledger. So as soon as I enter any value into the ledger, it is updated almost instantaneously, no matter where you are in the world. And this is a special kind of technology, a ledger called distributed ledger technology. And blockchain is a special distributed ledger technology in which the data is stored in blocks. And once each block is full of data, it is linked to the block behind it using cryptographic hash functions, which very simplified is a, a unique digital fingerprint, you can say. And then the next block is linked to that block. And there is a chain of blocks of data, which is basically essentially what a blockchain is. And for me, blockchain is possibility because I remember when I started reading about blockchain, a lot of people, um, you know, associate blockchain with cryptocurrency as well. So I've been fortunate that through my learnings, I realized there is so much possibility of addressing old existing problems with this solution, relatively new solution of blockchain, you know, with its advantages of transparency, decentralization, giving people power back into their home, own hands, banking the unbanked. There is immense possibility, whether it's the healthcare, whether it's supply chain, whether it's, uh, you know, banking the unbanked, it's digital identity for refugees and also for good. So that is blockchain for me. 
fantastic overview there of what blockchain is, Amna. And I suppose, could you explain to our listeners, um, you mentioned the word DAO there and how it relates in the world of DeFi or decentralized finance. Yes, so DAO is basically a, a decentralized autonomous organization and that probably sounds complicated as well, but it's very simple. So most of us or uh, you know, the listeners and everyone has heard of and probably are working for a traditional company which is basically you know hierarch hierarchy based so you have the the president and then the directors the vice president the director and all the other employees come uh, next so when there's a decision or an important aspect concerning the company it's usually taken into account only by the top hierarchy of the company and sometimes employees don't even know why there was a merger or why something happened or uh, and this is very, you know, centralized. So these DAOs are decentralized and they provide a democratic solution to the future of companies. And uh, basically all the members of the DAOs will have a say in what is going to be, you know, any decision that is going to affect the DAO. And this is done through uh, voting using governance tokens and uh, the majority of the vote is progress, so it's very democratic. And it's also very uh, transparent because it is based on the blockchain. So uh, it is basically, you know, a decentralized democratic version of companies where everything is transparent and uh, for the people who themselves decide the direction of the DAO. Fantastic. And I suppose my next question is, you know, we saw in the media over the last month, the, you know, the concept of a stable coin um, pop up. Um, could you provide, um, you know, um, you know, an explanation of what exactly a stable coin is, um, Amna? Yeah. So, uh, you know, cryptocurrencies. I'm sure everyone is aware by now that they are very volatile. Like sometimes they're up there, then down, up and down. It, it's quite volatile, even for those seasoned to the the cycles of the cryptocurrencies, and. Uh, Stable coins provide a way to kind of uh, make it more stable and decrease the volatility. And they do this, this through collateralization. And this is done by four ways. So there's four ways that uh, stable coins can be collateralized. You can have stable coins collateralized on a, a fiat currency, such as the US dollar, and we have Tether. It can be collateralized to um, asset or commodities such as gold and we have tether gold it can be collateralized to some uh, cryptocurrency as well and we have uh, for example we have dai and then we have algorithm in which there's no uh, collateralization but it is held together by uh, and this algorithm but uh, that is still not the best way to go forward i think uh, we saw in may what happened with the terra luna um, episode and uh, yeah, so there are basically four ways of uh, collateralization, and that is how the volatility is decreased in stable coins. Fantastic. And I suppose one of the, my big interests is researching how blockchain can be used for good, um, you know, sustainable, you know, um, issues and so on. Um, you know, can you have you any examples of blockchain being used for good, uh, Amna, that you've come across? Yeah, I, I think I get really passionate about blockchain being used for good for um, there are so many examples. Uh, and one of the main reasons is because sometimes we want to 
uh, I'm sure everyone wants to donate to an organization or a charity, but they are not sure how their funds would be used. But on the blockchain, because of the transparency, anyone can see how their funds are going to be utilized. And examples of blockchain for good, I think one of my favorite examples is how the United Nations Innovation Office is using it. So UNICEF, which I'm sure everyone must have heard of, is the United Nations um, arm which helps with children. And uh, UNICEF came up with uh, the Giga blockchain project in 2019. And what they did was, you know, how important internet connectivity is for education now. You know, if, the, if you have children who do, who do not have access to the internet, they are lagged behind. So it provided education, internet education through uh, the block, uh, through the Giga blockchain project to underprivileged children. And uh, recently in December, uh, they launched the largest NFT collection by the United Nations ever. It's 1000 NFTs called the Patchwork, Patchwork Kingdom NFTs. And the sale of those will also be used to fund school connectivity to children. And, and not just UNICEF, there are so many DAOs also that are working for good. Another uh, thing that I'm very passionate about is, uh, you know, uh, gender equality, and it's just to uh, bridge the gender gap. It doesn't mean that, you know, I have something against men. I feel I always need to clarify this, but yeah, you know, because there's, there's a huge gap and we have HerDAO, H-E-R, HerDAO, and there's a lack of blockchain developers uh, in the world and especially of female. So what they do is they uh, use the money from their DAO and they fly, they help female blockchain developers and they fly them over to different events happening around the world and they help them participate in hackathons and uh, which are held, for example, ETH New York City or ETH, you know, uh, I think there's one happening in Paris now. So, and through that, they give them opportunities to be employed and be seen. And then there's Angel Alliance as well, which is helping women, uh, you know, the, the same way by providing uh, funds. And then the All Stars Women DAO, uh, which I am part of, in, which also is uh, uh, empowering, focusing on empowering women through education, through providing funds. So there are a lot of, uh, examples and this is really you know one aspect of blockchain which needs to be highlighted more so thank you for asking that question and, and thank you amna for providing those fantastic examples and which i will also explore uh, following this podcast and i'm sure our listeners will so fantastic thank you for that and i suppose you know we're currently in as, as you mentioned earlier the the crypto market is quite volatile it's had a knock-on consequences so many people say we're in a you know, a bear market or a crypto winter. But I, I think underpinning what this podcast is all about, you know, advancing awareness of, you know, blockchain, DeFi, DAO, you know, the metaverse web 3.0. Um, would you have any advice of how we could advance, you know, education and awareness in these areas as, you know, providing examples, which you've provided uh, eloquently there in the previous question on these fascinating you know, blockchain for good projects. Is there any advice you would have on how to advance, you know, blockchain awareness? 
Yes, so uh, I think that there are, uh, as we have seen, you know, blockchain is a relatively new, uh, it just came uh, in the past decade or so, and we have seen the evolution of blockchain into DeFi, into NFTs, into Metaverse, into Web3. So I feel these uh, do not restrict blockchain just to the definition of cryptocurrency. Have a look into understanding blockchain and I always say, you know, just because you get excited about blockchain, don't expect every problem has a solution of blockchain because some people just want to, you know, okay, we need, we heard blockchain, now we, we are going to apply this to our work, but always do a proper assessment and then strategize which blockchain is best for you. And beyond the crypto winter that we have, there is a lot of possibility. And we have just seen in the past few years how it has evolved you know, from just blockchain and cryptocurrency into so much. So find where you're passionate about, whether it's sports, whether it's, uh, you know, helping for good, where you're working and see, I'm sure you will find some aspect of blockchain which can help you. And that is regardless of the volatility of the crypto um, and particularly in Web3, as we are uh, the basic foundation of Web3 is uh, you know, a democratic, decentralized, I mean, it was the vision of Gavin Wood, the founder of Polkadot, that it is a democratic and decentralized version of the web. And for that, we need the blockchain. So there are a lot of ways we can encourage, um, uh, you know, adoption of blockchain beyond just the market outlook and a lot of uh, value to be had. And always keep in mind the importance of, you know, gender parity, because, um, you know, the United Nations did a, uh, UNDP actually did a gender uh, released a report, the Gender Norm Social Index, which said that 90% of men and women both have some sort of bias against women. So uh, we need to make sure that these biases do not get carried into the new future digital economy with us. And uh, yeah, these are some of the things that we need to keep in mind. And on that great note, my final questions are, is there any further insights that you'd like to give any projects you're working on or talks? And how can our listeners get in uh, contact with yourself on uh, if they want to find more about blockchain, the metaverse and uh, Web 3.0? Yeah, so uh, I think because I'm based in Dubai, there's a lot of exciting stuff happening here. So I thought I would update over there. Just one day ago, we heard about the Dubai metaverse strategy. And to, yesterday we heard about the Dubai Metaverse Assembly that is taking place in the um, Museum of the Future on 28th and 29th of September, which is an amazing uh, building and where I was also fortunate to be a speaker for the first Web3 uh, event summit held in the world, I think, the Meta Degrip Summit held at the Museum of the Future earlier this month. So uh, smart cities are something which, you know, is should be looked into. There's a huge potential for uh, not just the, the people living in smart cities, but for the government as well. I remember when Dubai launched the Dubai blockchain strategy in 2016, what they did was they saved through that launch in 2016, which is quite early, they saved around 3 billion US dollars in just operational costs and 77 million hours work 
And then you also have the sustainable effect because you they saved, I think, 398 million documents printed annually. So through these implementations on a governmental level as well and a federal level, uh, that is something I encourage, you know, if uh, any of the listeners are uh, into this to look into smart cities and how blockchain and even metaverse and Web3 can uh, affect that. And um, uh, yeah, and uh, I think the, la the last question was how to get in touch. I post, I think, a lot on uh, LinkedIn uh, related to metaverse and uh, blockchain and Web3 as a whole. So if you're interested in these subjects, uh, do give me a follow. So Amna Osman Chaudhary is my name. And it was a pleasure being with this uh, in this podcast. I really enjoy listening to it. Thank you, Trevor, for having me. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And on that great note, thank you, Amna, for giving up your time today. Um, fascinating insights there across all those questions. Thank you, Amna.